This episode is brought to you by SceneOnEV.com. There are so many great shows out there right now, like Old Dog New Truck and Love is Electric, which are EV shows you can stream on SceneOnEV.com. And they teach you a lot about electric vehicles. Did you know that some EVs can travel up to 500 miles on a fully charged battery? Plus, credit rebates or tax incentives may help make EV driving more affordable. Electric vehicles are worth watching. To learn more, head on over to SceneOnEV.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. My name is Joe Rogan and joining me as always is... I'll, me, I'll introduce myself, yes, thank yes, you yes, very yes, much. Yes, Dr. Yes. Jordan Peterson here with you, thank you so much for having me. That's, that's. I mean, I was going to say that, but I was going to forget the doctor, so I'm glad you did There's it. There's right. no... You, were you really going to say that? No, I was going to no. say uh, Mark Maron, but um, no. yes. That probably would have been funnier. Anyway, Jacob, hello, you're about. you're doing an intro, I interrupted you. Uh, hello, my name is Jacob. I'm getting interrupted. Uh, this is the uh, Chicken and the Nuggets podcast, your number seven favorite podcast on the face of the earth. Uh, Noah, we've we've dropped a couple. <laughs> That's okay. And as we all know, it's okay to drop a few as long as you have your eye on the prize at the end of the day. And that is a message I think will carry over throughout the podcast. I am Noah Reynolds, the other host. This is Chicken and the Nuggets, as Jacob said um we've um got you know got a lot to talk about this week between uh we didn't really have chicken this week but sort of a special kind of place we went that i'm i'm really um excited to talk about especially from your point of view um and then obviously certainly nuggets news we're here we have 10 games remaining in the season the nuggets have clinched their third in a row um playoff uh excuse me um what the fuck am I trying to say? <laughs> they clinched a playoff berth. Thank you. Yes. And they've also clinched <laughs> at least a top four seed. Yes. I, and I, and that is also a really important thing as well, which means that of course we are guaranteed home court advantage. Yes. Um, so that is the nuggets portion of the podcast. Of course, um, other things to talk about. Jacob is crying right now. And, I, um, I have to say I, at all day, Perfectly felt healthy, and then I walked into my home, and now all my fluids are coming out of my face, and I don't know. Yeah, uh, okay. I don't know well, what's you need, going on. If yeah, you're obviously emotional, but if you need to take a break or or uh, heal yourself, of course, I'm okay with that. <clears throat> um, so this is chicken and the nuggets, Jacob. We are yes. accustomed to eating chicken on this show, yes. as the um, title would suggest. This week was different, was it not? Very different. Um, now, uh, first of all, I'm not going to take a break because we don't take breaks on this podcast. Good. But yes, we went to a place which you've been yammering about for years now, Noah. Blabbing, I, yes. Yes, yeah, so blabbing. Um, you learned that I lived close to this establishment at some point, and you got mad that I haven't tried it. 
And then so uh, you came over and we finally went to go try it. And uh, we went to a place called Las Tortas. You know, and I don't know if I'm saying that correct. Uh, you got it. You nailed it. Las Tortas. Yeah. Okay, so what what was your so this is one of your favorite establishments? Is that yes, right? yeah. So this is my favorite sandwich I've ever had. Probably <clears throat> it's hard for me to think of a number two. Um, of course, there are torta sandwiches, which is um, Mexican type sandwich. I don't know what specifically makes it a torta. The bread, maybe. Um, I get one. I've gotten one thing every time. I've had pieces of other people's meals, but. Um, this is a big, I started going here, I think like junior, senior year in high school at the old location. Um, it's very authentic. Uh, you, the vibes there are very authentic and it is not only one of my favorite foods, uh, things to eat in the world, but just places to be just in general environment atmosphere. Uh, so it was really a big deal for me, um, to bring somebody there for the first time. Cause I don't, I don't know if I've done that in many years. This is a, this is a favorite of family members and, and friends from way back, but um, I haven't, I haven't been able to introduce anyone to it totally. So I want to hear your opinion. You and I got the same thing. You did not get tomatoes or um, onions, of course. Mm-hmm. And that was the Nortenia. Do you happen to have a, first of all, actually, <clears throat> let me step back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's take a step back. Okay, so let's the mission of Lost... And then go little picture and then back to big picture. Okay, so yes. let's take a step back. Wait, did you say big picture first? Yes, yes. Sir. Good. So the mission of Lost Tortas, which I think this couldn't encapsulate the establishment more, is prepare the most delicious and nutritious dishes for all our clients, complying with the highest standards of hygiene and quality in the market. And then their vision is contribute to the positive development of our country's economy while making life easier on our clients. Values, hard work, respect, objectivity, and commitment. I, I mean, that's the that's a perfect summation of um, of this place. You know. Let me let me just say too. I am also on this Lost Tortas website, and first of all, goat website that we've had on the podcast uh top tier and i found this about us where you're reading the mission vision and values and all our listeners need to go to this web page because uh the picture of the food they have is mostly ketchup packets and fries and barely a torta so i really enjoy that and i don't know if you went home on the lost tortas website noah but there is some great fake grand opening balloons around the restaurant <laughs> uh, yes. on the front page. And then if you scroll down, um, there's Facebook links for each location. There's a Greeley, Thornton, and Denver location. And if you click onto them, they do not work. So, <laughs> uh, I well, love Col- the vibes. Love the Col- vibes. Colorado's big three cities, Greeley, Thornton, and uh, yes, Denver. Um, of yeah. course, and, and of course, Jacob, I think this speaks to the quality of this place where at some point probably two or three years ago somebody was like you guys should have a website you know and they're like ah como <laughs> you know what i mean and, um and actually i'm just noticing on this front page picture are you looking at this because on the very top right corner there is a ufo that is carrying a sign that says lost tortas now open uh graphics wise oh so. i didn't see the ufo no yes uh <laughs> so again vibes are immaculate um with this website uh i love it and um yes uh, you did read the about us noah but um 
I, I, I very, so let me tell you, so you, this is the first time you've been to this location, right? There's a brand new no, location. This, grand this is my open. second, okay. second time in actually as many weeks. So, okay, good. So you've already been out there and it's the same as the old one. Correct. It is not the same in okay. sort of the slightest. So where this wait, I'm sorry, the same restaurant or the same kind of, it's, uh, what it's are the, the same restaurant. Yes. It's the same restaurant. The difference but it's different. Is, yes. So this is kind of, in the new location, I don't want to call it a strip mall, but it is sort of a, you know, business area next to a hotel, next to a bunch of other uh, establishments. There's a Dunkin' Donuts right near it. Mm-hmm. And so if you want Dunkin' and Las Tortas, you can do that kind of thing. It's in Glendale, of course, Colorado, which is uh, now famous for the downfall of the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant. Yeah. Um, but this location is is very unlike the other one. The other location had, you know, half as many, maybe a quarter as many seats. Um, it was super low ceilings. There was all there was never I told you this, never any sort of English or gringo type television programming on. Uh, it was I was almost always the only um, white dude in there or whoever I was with every time. And pe- they would. Everybody would order in Spanish and then except when we go up, they'd be like, so what do you want? Yeah. Uh, so it was definitely that kind of vibe of authenticity, but feeling um, kind of out of place every time. And then when you have the sandwich, it it pretty much fixes everything. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it fixes everything. It's the glue that keeps everything together. I, I get That's what it. you mean. But technically, it sounds like you're they're expanding, right? This is a bigger restaurant, a bigger place. Yes, for uh, sure. Better location, maybe. I don't remember the last one is, but yeah, I like think I think that's also. So the yeah. last one's actually way closer to you. You could, mm-hmm. you know, I know you don't like walking, but you could have walked to the last one. Yeah, um, fuck walking. Fuck walking. Uh, actually, probably not. I'm thinking no, because you're not on Leedsdale. You're closer to Alameda. Anyway, this yeah, don't they're definitely people be- where I live at exactly. Yeah, it's on. Uh, yeah. So this is I I can only assume that this is them being like uh we're growing and expanding out in a certain way. Um I actually didn't know they had three locations. I knew about two of them. So the fact that Greeley has is a Greeley, right? Greeley yeah, has a Lost Tortas mm-hmm. is pretty incredible to me. And that that makes going to Greeley actually <laughs> so much better in the future and is actually something that I would go to Greeley for. You know what I mean? To try mm-hmm. out the Greeley location of Lost Tortoise. I can't um, t- hype this place up enough. I, I And that's why I, another reason I wanted to bring you here is because I maybe I have some inflated view of it. Maybe it's I'm it's delusional or or I don't know. But I wanted I wanted an outsider's view sort of. So first of all, let me say I've already established the website is elite. Um, I will say I, the- I heard. The menu is elite. Okay. All right. I'm looking at the kids' menu right now, para menores de 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, there is a kids' hot dog which has ketchup and mayo, which is hilarious. Um, uh, also, epic. Yes. Uh-huh. Let's also point out no prices. You do not know what no. you're going to be spending money on, or rather, how much. Yes. Every single thing is not priced at least on the menu and uh excuse me on the website and actually if i recall in store (laughs) 
Yes. So just to tap that off, Noah, the Norteña uh, sandwich with asada, uh, breaded steak, and Mexican cheese um, mm -hmm. is also elite. I was very excited about it. Noah, I did like it a lot. I think this is, um, you know, almost a win for white and Mexican relations is is the kind of you showing me this restaurant oh and i think God. that's yes. the uh the response that you wanted <laughs> now i feel like i'm giving it too much but uh no yeah. no no it, yes, yes. in my passion my passion for this absolutely transcends race transcends you know religion that kind of thing if some sort of god forbid race war happens i'm going to lost toward us uh -huh. and you know what's going to be there every other good person in the world and we're mm -hmm. going to all gang together and and fight off the forces of evil. I might do go to Las Tortas during a zombie sort of situation as well. And maybe a hurricane or a blizzard. So. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then it will be hard to get this kind of diversity you're talking about because most white people will probably find shelter in the Panera bread right next to Las Tortas. But that's um, right. Or the Dunkin' Donuts or the Jack's Fish and Grill. Mm, um, those so are all very good, white places. Yes. Good luck there. Uh, mm. I do. I do want to again stress that um, if you are if you are familiar and a longtime um, patron of the former Las Tortas, it is a different vibe. Uh, and for the better or for the worse, it's not for me to tell because the food is all the same. And uh, I could go in there and there could be a swastika on the wall and I would still happily eat the sandwich and I wouldn't say anything about it. No. And, and you do go to no, places yes. where the swastika on the wall. Because no, and I eat at places place. that aren't good, that are, mm -hmm. have bad food. And I only go there because they have good bathrooms and stuff. But. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like uh, you go to that racist Barnes and Noble a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really just a book burning and call it a racist Barnes and Noble. <laughs> uh, Noah, I did enjoy the place. I think you're um, overselling the vibe part of it because if it's the same type of sandwiches, that's the vibe, right? That's where you're going for. Um, so... If it's the same type... Of yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. And I was never concerned about that, Jacob, because I know mm. this place, they're professionals... And they do what they do the best in the whole entire world. So, no, I was never concerned that a, a location would have changed the quality, changed anything. And um, and I'm, of course, happy about that. You know what I would say? My one uh, nitpick of the sandwich. Oh, uh, I thought the steak was great. I thought it was cooked very good. I thought, you know, I do love actually when a waiter or waitress is like, do you want everything on it? Because guess what? I don't. Right. I don't want everything on it. And I'm right. glad you asked. So I don't have to be like, no, I don't want onions or tomatoes or this. Um, and, you know, so they, thank you for inviting me to be this asshole um, that that needs stuff off their sandwich and will pay <laughs> gladly pay full price, even though I got half the ingredients off the, the sandwich. Um, I would say maybe <laughs> you uh, I would like just a little extra little bit like a little extra hard grill on the, the bread a little bit. Maybe a little more. Yes, crunchy, and and know, it, it does come easy. crunchy. It does mm -hmm. sometimes, and this is also another point. Um, it's not like it's a, a different thing every time, but you don't know who the chef is that day. Mm -hmm. uh, and that goes for you get served a, a nice roasted jalapeno on the side of every sandwich, and that jalapeno, depending on the day, can be extremely spicy or not spicy at all. Mm -hmm. And I think that just depends on the mood uh, and the vibes. Now I will say too, if the um, if immigration's asking us, we also have no idea who's cooking back there. No idea. 
you know. No, and I and of course I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a general rule, you right. know, like, yeah, so I get it. Not do that. Uh, I'm I'm very excited about this place, Noah. I do like it more now that it is a little farther away, which is hilarious. And uh, mm, um. Dude. But, uh, you know, just a little harder to get. Uh, no, so. I get it, dude. You and I are the same. Mm -hmm. We like uh, we like the, the chase. The, the hunt. Yeah, mm -hmm. chase is better. Yes, the better. hunt. Yes, <laughs> uh, the hunt. I um, Have you ever had anything else here at this establishment? Uh, I had I had my mom's one time half of her pescado, which is the okay. fish torta. Mm -hmm. And but only tortas? Only tortas? Uh, yes, I've only had the tortas there, yeah. Mm. It's yeah. Las Tortas. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it would... I kind of want to try a breakfast torta. You know, they have oh. a Mexican grilled cheese, uh, which is three cheeses and eggs, which just sounds great. A breakfast know. torta is also something I believe I've had because it has chorizo in it, and that is mm. great. This place is open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. I mean, great hours. There yes. aren't many places that have consistency like that. Mm -mm. It's like that song, nine to nine, Noah. Mm -hmm. Right, or yeah. ninety nine, ninety nine, um, tortas. Yes, but a yes. torta ain't one. Right, thank you. Uh, yes, ain't one. <laughs> what about that? Huh? Torta ain't one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to. This is a free podcast. This is a yeah, free podcast. that too for sure. But it is harder to sometimes discuss a place that has uh zero flaws. We spend yes. a lot of time going in these places. I'm neurotic, you know. You're sometimes neurotic. We have complaints. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case for this type of institution. It it comes we've we've had we've had perfect places every now and then on our podcast, but um this truly is top echelon. I, and then and this brings me to I think a question I have for you, which is what what would you put it's I'm putting you on the spot, but mm -hmm. top five meals. It doesn't have to be like necessarily an establishment, but it could be the establishment part of the meal. You know what I mean? Like a a blank blank, a uh, a McDonald's fries. So that's like a something your favorite dish to eat. Yes. Four okay. or three or five. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, moving goalposts a lot, but um, let me think. So right off the dome. Um, I'll get into restaurants here in a second, but my favorite meal of all time is uh, my grandma would make uh, just regular oh. spaghetti with, she called it green chili over it, but it was more of a chili con carne. So it's just chili over spaghetti, but I just love that chili so fucking that's much. What they, that's what Cincinnati chili is, I believe. Yeah, mm -hmm, basically okay. that. But it, it's not quite like that red either. It's kind of more in the middle. I don't know how to explain it. but Well, that uh, is an adorable choice. Chili and spaghetti. And my second option, and I don't know why this is what also bumped into my head, but just an after soccer or after football game and I'm little and I get um, chicken nuggets from Wendy's. Um, fucking You're being so show. sentimental. I, I don't know why I'm this. bringing it so sentimental. When was the last time you went to a Denver Broncos game? No, or I, any I, football. Game, I meant I when I was playing football and, and uh... soccer, like when I was a little kid after playing. 
a game. I, of course, did not know you played football, Jacob. I did play football, and I played flag football for, like, a weird amount of time. That makes more sense, of course. Okay. All right. <laughs> I open up on the podcast. Oh, God forbid. Uh, no, you're God right. That forbid. was mean of me. I'm sorry. You had two really cute, sentimental choices uh i don't have you know, anything and, like and that. then okay and then i would also say when we went to gordon ramsay and had a beef wellington uh when we went to gordon ramsay steak in vegas At, and, on your wedding weekend yes yeah, so wedding that was weekend. also so that was also all right that's fine but, i thought you're gonna be... but that beef wellington is probably the most expensive thing i've ever eaten too. oh okay so, um that's 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 top shelf and kind of the opposite then, of wendy's well then that's a good that's a good choice Yes, but uh, what I were you trying to get to with this? Well, bit? no, I was going to say, I, in, in no particular order, and I guess I haven't even thought about it enough, in no particular order, I would say a um, a torta, Las Tortas, a Notreña, Las Tortas. Um, maybe I would have to say a hamburger from the Cherry Cricket, since that mm-hmm. place is still open. When it was When this place was open, I would say City Grill. Would have been a hamburger spot. And then number three, Jacob. Um, fuck, what's a Mexican place? I don't know. I, a lot of my places actually are closed. I would have said Jack and Grill, a Mexican place that is is now closed. I would get a, a burrito there. So those are my favorite. So, um, and I have some sentimental bullshit, whatever. I'd go with my family. And uh, that's what was I was going to ask after... you because those are definitely sentimental. Because it was the first time you went to Las Tortas. Do you remember? Yeah, I was with my brother, mm-hmm. of course. And we're always the ones who go together, me and the bros, either brother. And uh, <laughs> it was somebody told us about it. And I don't, we went with some friends from high school in high school. And then it just kind of became what, what you do. Mm-hmm. And then what was the second one I said? Uh, Cherry Cricket. Oh, That's definitely Cherry Cricket. Yeah, place, right? we've, it's been the only good place in Cherry Creek we've gone our entire lives. So mm-hmm. yes, and then um, Jack and Grill closed now. Shame, but one of the the only good New Mexican food I've really mm-hmm. ever had in Denver. I have another sentimental pick for you, Noah, and this okay. is gonna ruffle some feathers online. Please, Casa Bonita. Uh, going okay. to Casa Bonita. Uh, one as a child, pretty amazing experience, and I didn't care about how bad the food was. I actually like just the rice is fine. Yeah. And then um, also, that's where the first uh, date I went with my wife. So um, and oh I was God. very nervous and very, uh, I ate a lot of sopapillas, you know. So that's, did you really? I did. Um, eating a lot, a lot of on a nerve, date. Nerve, uh, nerve eating, yes. Uh... First date. <laughs> wow, that's such a fun um sentimental thing anyway Mm -hmm. yeah i have a lot of other things like that but i don't want to make this bit too long um what are what we only have time noah we only have time Mm -hmm. well what else about this place in terms of these values hard work respect objectivity and commitment which would you say is the most like you um the most like me and these are the values sorry i'm i'm listing on lost the lost tortas website Yes, uh, um, definitely commitment. Okay, you know, I commit to the bits. Um, I commit to my wife. Um, I commit my wife. My wife. I I signed a contract with Nike. You know, mm-hmm. I'm committed to Nike after they dropped John Morant. Um, uh, which you know there th- you'd mentioned that, but there is a possibility John Morant got a torta before going. 
Holy uh, shit. That would problem. that would change my opinion about John Morant <laughs> and maybe the entire Memphis Grizzlies. If <laughs> if the entire Memphis Grizzlies showed up <laughs> at Las Tortas because mm-hmm. they heard that it's the best food uh around, certainly in Denver, but without a doubt in Glendale, and then they all had some tortas before or after going to the strip club, that would absolutely I would be a Memphis Grizzlies fan, frankly. I don't think that is that is what occurred, however. Yeah, that is probably not what occurred. Um, I I do uh love you love you for <laughs> introducing me to this place. Uh, I do love this place. I'm gonna go back, Noah. Uh, I I I honestly, it feels a little weird they mentioned hygiene in their mission. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, but that's never stopped me from from going anywhere. Anywhere, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. I uh, one time never Google a place you really like, you know, because I Googled a pho place by my job and they literally got caught like cutting meat on the on the ground behind the restaurant at some point. Uh, That's how you know it's authentic, though, dude. This uh, isn't some fucking rhino bullshit where they're like, this is deconstructed pho. We have the broth here and mm-hmm. then the meat here and you have to eat it all separately. Anyway, honestly, I love going correct. to these places. Yes. 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 Um. I do love going to this place. Uh, so uh, shout out Las Tortas, gourmet Mexican sandwiches. Um, I'm gonna go back, have some breakfast tortas. I might try the and you'll Francis, get one for me, mm-hmm, yeah. which is Mexican cheese, pork loin, and chicken. Uh, the Francis, which is how you pronounce it, um, and Francis. the uh, lambada, maybe a little chorizo, pork loin, fried eggs. I don't like fried eggs that much. Maybe not that one. Um, I'm just reading right. off the menu now, Noah. But uh, <laughs> I did want to, before we move on, uh, give a shout out to a different establishment, um, right. and uh, more in a negative sense. But uh, I went to friend of the program, uh, Dr. Kevin Fitzgerald. Uh, he. I don't know, Noah, have you ever been to any restaurants like on Mississippi and Gaylord? There's like a little block in of re- uh, rich restaurants in Gaylord. Oh, like South Gaylord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is what it's referred to. There's like yes, a sweet I action. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it, well, it used to be not as fancy. Yes. Um, well, first of all, we we walked right by his house there and then we went to a place called Perdida, which was a Mexican place. Mm-hmm. And we got um quoted a 10 minute wait uh and there was no one in the restaurant and so we left and went across the street so anti shout out to perdita and then also shout out to reavers bar and grill reavers bar and grill for being uh r-e-i-v-e-r reavers uh bar and grill and uh they had uh baked wings noah so pretty solid um, I well, not my like uh, nothing to write home about, you know. But um, in they sat us right away. So shout out to uh, Reavers Bar and Grill, um, and shout out to those baked chicken wings. So that's all I got for the shout out, Noah. That, but that's a very pretentious area that I've actually never been in. <laughs> it's similar to the uh, South Pearl area that you and I went for our chicken tender hundredth special meal uh where it's like it's residential and neighborhoodly but then all of a sudden it's all these bullshit expensive steak houses and sushi so yeah go fuck yourselves uh over there we're gonna stick with our glendale 
Mexican sandwich place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, Jacob. Um, yes. Oh, go ahead. It no, sounded like what, you had one. What were thing. you saying? No. No. Nope, go it. first. Okay. No, I, I was going to say ready for the underdogs. Oh, I was going to say ready for the underdogs. Oh, well, I was going to say, uh, yeah, the upsets and unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, I could believe it. It's basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, dude? Dog starts playing basketball. The big... <laughs> That'd be unbelievable. That would be actually unbelievable. I actually wouldn't be okay with that. <laughs> um, I digress. The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during a round during round one and two of the tournament. So both of those have finished. So this is not applicable to those. Nope. Um, go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you get a bonus bet back to uh you get you'll get a bonus bet back up to ten dollars that makes sense mm-hmm. uh jacob what what yes. have you been have, have you been watching this tournament i've been having fun i fucking love march madness uh and then i get kind of exhausted by the end and start to not care as much but what, yeah what, what have you been doing i'll tell you this is the first year that i haven't watched a minute of it wow and and i now realize looking at highlights and things that this is probably the tournament I should be watching because it seems like it's actually very fun and very underdoggy. For me, it seems like every tournament is like that. That's why it truly is one of the greatest sporting events we have here in the United States of America. Yes. And, and I don't know, I, I was about to put it on while I started working and I was just like, you know what? I can't even get involved because then I'm just not going to work for two days. And I should have not worked for two days, but now I feel like an old fart and that's what I'm betting on. That's what I'm keeping my eye on. And to be fair, <laughs> okay. Um, to be fair, uh, oh, now I'm just going on a merge madness thing. I'm done. I had Marquette winning the whole thing, and they lost yesterday. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Yes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code XX. Nope, TBPN. But I'll do the, the the call to action. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't even Jacob. I'm so sorry. That's always how we do it, and I just mm-hmm. didn't even pay attention. Call to action, of course. Take it away, please. Yes. First of all, shout out Marcus Howard, Marquette's leading scorer. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for them deets. Marcus Howard is really the leading scorer for Marquette. That's insane. Wayne yes. Wade and Jimmy Butler both went to Marquette. Yes, but Marcus Howard also played four years. So, oh, yeah, so nobody cares that Shut much. Up. But right. uh, <laughs> we're going to be back we're on the back flip side. And we're back on the other flip. Uh, Noah, mm-hmm. did you ever have a flip phone, Noah? Jacob, thank you so much uh, for asking me. I never had a flip phone. I always had the slider uppers. Oh, you have a little slide kick? No, it was just, uh, I don't just know, like, I don't just even a slide. remember. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. A, yeah, just a slide thing, okay. Yeah. All right, good riff. Uh, welcome to the Denver Nuggets part of the podcast, uh, Noah. Uh, very excited to talk about some Denver Nuggets basketball. I am the only positive Denver Nuggets fan left on earth. Uh, now, Noah, uh, at, what do you want to start? What do you want to talk about? Because last week, 
Um, we talked right after, when did we talk after the loss in, I don't know if we've covered any of these. We must've covered these last, the would have been last five. I think we talked about the three game losing streak. I said, let's just start there from the loss at Toronto. Um, oh yes. Okay. Yes. That is where we started. I think we started about, uh, talked about the loss of Brooklyn and I will say, uh, my concern level was at a three then I think, and I have bumped that up all the way to a four. <laughs> so I am a four concerned wise Noah. So let's just start there. Big picture. Since then, the nuggets have gone two and two. So they, they lost in De- at Detroit uh, they lost at Toronto, won at Detroit, lost at the Knicks, and then won in Brooklyn. Let's just focus on those four games, Noah, and maybe this whole stretch as a whole. But uh, yeah, your concern level, I guess. Uh, I mean, you hearing you makes me less concerned, of course, because I do uh, trust your opinion more than maybe any Nuggets person out there. Certainly these fucking bitch ass pussies on Twitter and online, you know, the loudest opinion is not always the correct or the majority opinion, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it, what was the question again? I'm so sorry. Concern, How am I feeling about these level. last four? Concern, concern level. level. Uh, I'd say a five okay. and you could get me to a six. If you really um, convinced me, you could also get me to a four. If you convinced me to, which is maybe the conversation we're about to have. And and first of all, I would like to say this is also partly my fault because I don't know. I think at least five times I've been like, barring a massive collapse, <laughs> the right, Nuggets right. will not be doing this. And, but that's also exactly. I mean, that's yes. what everybody was saying. Yes. Um. So I will just say, uh, to me, it just seems very obvious. I talked about it last episode. Just after this Memphis game. This win against Memphis, they pretty much almost locked up first seed. That's how they felt about it, I feel like. Um, It's just been total energy drop, right? Total momentum drop. Even that game after in Toronto uh, was a bad game pretty much, but they won that game still. Um, I still think over this stretch, these were games that the Nuggets were somehow pulling out of their ass most of the season. And I... I don't think that's encouraging completely, but I just feel like the Nuggets do have a different gear, you know? And even in some of these losses, there's been good quarters or even less than a quarter of stretches where you're like, oh, there's the Nuggets, and they they kind of flipped on that switch. And it, it hasn't really stayed on that much, so that's why I'm still at a four because of how it could go. But um, just in these four games specifically, um, Look, Toronto is probably the best defensive team they're going to run into, you know, and and they I, they're they huge, and I you can at yes. guarding Jokic and the team, yeah. And of course, this is one of those games where the whatever fucking guy on the team, I mean, for them it was Fred Van Vliet who's just going to shooting lights out inexplicably. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, with Pascal Siakam, um, I forgot the not rookie, but the guy who's the second. Your dude, um, they still have they have OG and Anobi also, mm-hmm. um, huge fucking lineup. Which for certainly the bench for the Nuggets uh, got outplayed. Yes, and and def and you know Podol too. Jakob yes, is like exactly. probably one of 
the only guys who can at least try to guard Jokic one on one and give him mm-hmm. some issues and stuff like that and make them. them work. Um, but so and then the Nuggets did beat Detroit, who pretty much doesn't have anybody. So you know, fine. I it this is like you know they're just sayings that we've talked about forever, right? Playing down to your competition, playing up to your competition, mm-hmm. uh, third quarters. Uh, perimeter defense like these are all the same issues that come up so um, to me I feel like the Nuggets aren't regressing as much as as they're just on cruise control into the playoffs well and and to another point um, I think a lot of the issues have been um, here here are what the issues everybody I think has been talking about certainly in the last five three-point percentage has been way down Bruce KCP, those guys who we can count on a lot for hitting threes have inexplicably been down. I mean, we were the best three-point shooting team in the league for up until now. Um, perimeter defense is still shitty. We've given up a, a ton of points in the paint um, and the bench, I think, also. I think those are like the things that – but to your point, those have been the things that have always been the problem. So it's like our, it's not encouraging to say that the things have been the problem or, sorry, not threes so much, obviously, but the things have, you know, defense and the bench, I guess. Um, yeah. And yeah. those, it, having a problem continue isn't good, but it also shows that other things aren't, aren't sprouting out. I don't know if that's the rationale I, I necessarily want to take, but. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, for a while there, especially through this stretch, right? Everything that was working stopped working pretty much at the same time. So that's why I'm kind of not concerned. It's like, if you think that's just going to happen and this team just lost all its mojo, then that's fine. You can think that. And that's, and I think, but to me, it's a little, uh, it, we've seen this all season, them actually do things good and, and, and have things work out. Like you said, KCP threes, right? Falling off a cliff, not really there. Bruce Brown doing anything, kind of falling off the cliff. Uh, he well, had a great game against... The Knicks, I think. Uh, well, he he has yeah. not been scoring or shooting at all. But yeah. Bruce Brown, we have seen off the ball movement, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There isn't a dude I don't think that works harder yes. uh, on the court. He is doing that shit still. So if you think that he's just going to keep on working hard and not make baskets, I guess you can think that. Uh, you know, but I am fine with him. Uh, you know, and then Aaron Gordon. I'll give you Aaron Gordon as probably my most concerns. I, okay. I I just think after All-Star break, he's been hurt. He had that soldier injury and then never came back the same kind of. And Well, in his free throw shooting, and I mentioned it here before, yeah. that's, you can't shoot 60% from the stripe and yeah. expect to win a championship, in my opinion. Yeah. That being said, of course, Draymond has won however many he's fucking won. Um. But I'm so, just saying everything for everything that was clicking at one point uh, just stopped clicking. And if if you and I just think there's so many things that stopped working, you know, um, I would say to <laughs> I don't want to harp on Aaron Gordon and feel like this is all him because it's not really. But like overall this season, I think he uh, I don't remember a good defensive play from Aaron Gordon, like not mm-hmm. even a like he guards well. But no, like, turnovers caused, no blocks. I mean, he had a block the other night. But other than that, like, I think MPJ has had more defensive plays 
than Aaron Gordon. And that's the part that I get a little more concerned about because Aaron's going to have to be the best defender on the floor. And it's been KCP by far. And I feel like the lineup works so much better if him and KCP are being elite defenders. Yeah. but So that's my main concern, I think. Okay. Let me, can I bring up maybe another concern? Yes. I might have two more. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about, Obviously, one of them I think has failed totally, but Reggie Jackson and, and Thomas Bryant, that experiment. Obviously, I don't think Reggie, I think Reggie Jackson, as we've seen, he's out of the lineup, maybe totally, but Thomas Bryant, I think, has also been relatively disappointing. Am I yeah, wrong um, about that? No, you're not wrong. And I think um, this is part where, you know, Malone actually is doing something about it a little bit, you know, like I don't Certainly mind with the Reggie thing. Yeah. I don't mind him trying it for a couple weeks and mm-hmm. sure it was the worst case scenario. I think that nothing happened, but yeah, I mean, um, so the game in Brooklyn yesterday, the win again, Brooklyn, probably their best game in the last couple weeks for mm-hmm. sure. Um, it was way more than a six point game that it ended with. I feel like, um, yeah. But uh, that rotation is a little bit more of what I think is going to end up being the rotation. And so that game, no Thomas Bryant, Zeke played, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And we'll, we'll probably get into that as if we're trying to do some positives. And then um, Reggie did play, but because Christian got three fouls. Now, I don't mind Christian going out and getting three fouls immediately. He needs to be, like, annoying. and Interesting. I thought that would have pissed you off. Uh, no, I like it. I because okay. it, it, And then he also got some play in the second half and was fine. So they took him out because he can't just foul out immediately. Right. Uh, but uh, they, and give then so yeah. they give him three. So if, if Malone is um, hell-bent on having Jamal do the second unit, um, then I like the smallness of a small ball unit. And most mm-hmm. benches do this. There's not a lot of backup fives, really. You know, like um, besides, uh, I mean, they took Thomas Bryant from the Lakers. That's like the one I could think of. <laughs> uh, but the, a lot of teams do go small. So I think for the most part, they can get away with a uh, Jeff Green four and a Zeke five or even and I've seen this a couple times and I think Malone has been waiting to use it but he's putting Aaron Gordon in as a five and Mm. that has been very cool and I'm very excited about that so you know maybe a week or two of Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson kind of ruining the bench will make Malone actually experiment and be a little more uh, untraditional so I think it might actually be worth it for sure. And and while to your point about small ball, Zeke, I think and Jeff Green, I still think that those dudes Jeff Green's been, I th- I mean, on in terms of his quality, has been on a tear recently. Yeah. That's and that's another indispensable dude. I think I've talked to him up all season, veteran presence and other intangibles, but he's also playing well. And um and Zeke is huge. So he might be small ball in, in one sense, but he's he's I think has a body for a uh, traditional center and yeah. he's gotten so good. Um, and also, you know, in terms and, and Vlaco too, I don't know what his deal is. I don't know mm-hmm. if he, for some reason is just one of these Malone's not playing him or if he's still injured. Uh, I didn't really even know the Zeke situation because he was suiting up for a lot of games, but listed as inactive. So mm-hmm. this is kind of the way it goes. Um, 
and I think those are two huge, huge pieces. Those two guys in particular, but uh, I, I like your, I, I like your suggestion. And you and I both, I think we're fans of if anybody to stagger with the second unit, it would be MPJ, right? Yeah, and I'm still in that boat. I am but... too. And as it's, and MPJ again has been playing extremely well. And by the way, both him and Jamal are averaging just about twenty points in their last in the last five. So it's like you would hear or see some of the narratives and think that this is a total plummet. You know, everything is falling apart, and that's just not the case. Um, and I don't know if you know the playoffs obviously are a different story, and I, a lot of it hinges on um, MPJ. A way more of it hinges on both him and Jamal being at their best. Jamal hasn't really hasn't on um, the eye test hasn't played very well recently, but also, um, I yeah. Mean, efficiency had... wise, it's not, yes. it's not been there. Yes. Um, so yeah, before let me, I want to talk about MPJ for sure, but, um, I just want another point about Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson, right? So yeah. I think it was kind of a miscalculation to think the bench needs scoring. Um, I, you know, like I think the bench cannot, keep up with a defense that just bleeds you know and if so far thomas bryant has been uh negative on defense for sure and i think reggie too absolutely um so you know with a zeke and jeff green front court i think jeff green has been a very good at defense actually i think and actually very sound so i think just having them is such a different defensive dynamic that can switch and and actually guard kind of one through five you know then it's just like yeah then now you could just let jamal score like because that's what's going to be the bench anyway right like it's not going to be thomas bryant shooting threes and things it's going to be uh jamal scoring bruce brown cutting uh christian cutting and then once in a while jeff green hitting threes which he's been way better at by the mm-hmm. way, um, and posterizing people, and which also still. he hasn't he hasn't left, yes. hasn't lost a step there. So um, I just think uh, Malone will eventually find the bench unit that he uses, and if he had to play these veterans, and I talked about it last week or last episode, like there is a possibility that the the Nuggets bench who's not going to play is going to be like the oldest, most experienced people ever. You know, like Ish, if, Jeff. Ish, Jeff, uh, DeAndre Jordan's DeAndre. not going to play. Reddy <laughs> oh Jackson's God, not going to play. Thomas Hall, Bryant's not going to play. Hall, Hall of Famer, all-time fucking veteran yeah. bench presence. I agree with that. And and if I and I under and uh like Reggie is not, I think is still a better breaking case of emergency than Ish. Um, even though I love Ish, I don't but, know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Yeah. I might push back a little bit on that. At least in the. Yeah. I think in the sample size we've had of Ish, there was earlier in the season, sort of fall time, Ish played uh, a few weeks in a row when when Jamal went out injured. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know why I'm pushing back, but I, I think both of them, having either one of them as an option, in theory, for an emergency, as you say, is uh, a really good position to be put in. The depth has not changed on this Nuggets team. Their durability, another thing to point out, um, has been pretty incredible. Uh, you know, Aaron Gordon, MPJ, we've had their issues, but there has not been any long-term absence of any one of our main guys. I'm glad you said that, because I was going to flip that into a positive. There's been a lot of stuff I've seen about, well, Nuggets are completely healthy, and they're having this. It's like, good, you know? They're mm-hmm. all playing. 
they're all mm-hmm. healthy. That's a good thing. And if they're losing, then they can know that they're not like if they if Jokic sat out half these games, it wouldn't nobody would care. And they'd just be like, Yeah, Jokic hasn't been playing. And then you're not gonna have people actually you know, be reflective and see what they can do better. I feel like, I don't know, maybe that's just me spinning it too much positively. No, uh, I think that makes sense to me. And I, I think, I mean, the, the point of they're all healthy. Why are they losing is perfectly reasonable. And, and I, I think that's also correct, but to your point of, you know, it's, it's good that all these guys are healthy at this point in the season when, mm-hmm. you know, some teams, Kevin Durant is going to be coming back from his second injury in our fucking fifth injury. I don't even know how many injuries mm-hmm. he's had at this point, but he's going to be, he's going to start playing maybe when the playoffs start. Um, nobody really knows LeBron. I mean, that's a weird, another weird one, but um, you know, barring again, <laughs> I shouldn't even say it, barring some collapse or terrible incident. Uh, this is a very well put together team. Who's ready to play the grueling schedule that is required of the playoffs. Yeah, I agree, Noah. And so I'm I'm still very positive. On a very positive note before we get out of here, um MPJ has as again had a good month extended, probably. Very good. Yes. Um I think uh and we've talked about it a lot, but just buying into the system, buying into the things, you know. Um he I think you were worried a little bit about his comments about not playing in the fourth one of these games as much. I forgot which game that was. There's so many losses lately, but um, and uh, but then he, you know, he came back. I don't know if you saw the next game. He said like, eh, "I wasn't really tripping that last." He's like, he literally said that was out of context a little bit. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Even that is just so cool to hear and and just maturity, immaturity, and I'm even to the point where I'm like, you know, in about three years he might be like the number one option and i don't know if that makes the nuggets like a contender or not but he has the ability to be a number one option on offense and i I expect his uh he just has such an incredible like shooting motion and just like the the shots he takes are usually are so difficult and really bad sometimes Mm -hmm. in terms of situationally but i expect his shot to go in more than miss and he's been proving that for the most part recently uh and of course as we've said he's his healthiness his, the the nuggets championship really hinges on on him i'd say maybe even more than jamal but um you, there's an argument to be made there i i think it's tr- well i don't know if i think <laughs> okay cuz cuz mpj is playing my argument would be mpj's defense and what what that in theory could do versus Jamal's lack of that. I also kind of just pulled that out of my ass. I don't really have an opinion about no, which is I more mean, important. Well, I, I would say right now the Nuggets, the Nuggets ceiling would be higher with MPJ as like a second option, but the floor is lower. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so like, I think right now, like Jamal is the second option. He, you know, the two man game, which I think has actually been ramping up and in good yes. ways. And we saw that in Brooklyn Jamal. yesterday yeah. too. A lot of the pick and roll, especially towards the end. Which is very good news, I think, because mm-hmm. at some point, you know, it's got to be all that, 
almost. <laughs> and it's going to be that in the playoffs. Well, yeah. And that's when, you know, it's a tight game and mm-hmm. we're against Phoenix or whoever the fuck that. Yeah. You turn that, you turn the Jokic Jamal game on. And, and that's how you, you know, he he's thrown it out to Jamal at the perimeter and yeah. Jamal's throwing it into him uh, in the paint. And, and that's going to win us shit. And that's always been like the blueprint, right? Yeah. So like like Jamal and Jokic two man game. If if uh, Bruce is killing it, he might close some games defensively, you know. So then you have Bruce KCP as a defensive, and then MPJ out there. Um, probably more Aaron Gordon too. It depends on the matchups and stuff like that. But um, just those players around the two man game makes so much sense, and I think it works. Right? You can't overcommit to Jokic, then AG has a dunk. You can't overcommit to Jamal, then MPJ has a three. You know, like it, it all makes sense. So seeing the two man game actually ramp up is pretty encouraging. And um, maybe they pulling it out because they have to win games and they they don't want to uh, do it yet. But uh, whatever, at least they get in some practice at it. Um, or the, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, or is Memphis or Sacramento playing tonight? Uh, I think um, I think uh, Memphis is playing, if I remember okay. right. One so of them's playing. Mm-hmm. At the time of this recording, we still have our four-game lead yes. over Memphis. There are 10 games left. We've already clinched a playoff berth. We've already clinched home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just about healthy, as far as I can tell. What? I, I think, to your point, I think we're in a great situation. Yes. I would have liked to not lose, but I think it's like everything I just put out there no other team if the Celtics even clinched, um, they must have. Or uh, wait, no, who's in first? I don't even know who's first in the East. So I don't Mil- give a fuck. Milwaukee, Milwaukee is? is clinched, and the yeah. Celtics have clinched their division too. Have. Okay. Yes. Well, um, but I will say so. The Nuggets still um, have ten games left. All mm-hmm. right, they have a magic number of eight. So, if the Nuggets go five and five. The Grizzlies would have to go eleven and one to beat them in the first seed. And and all well and yes, that is and, <laughs> that's great. And, and here are the games yes. also, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Washington, that needs should and need, should be a win. Milwaukee and Philly, if anything, those would be the two losses. I think we win one of those. Um, and then New Orleans at Phoenix, in, Golden State at Houston, at Phoenix again. And then Utah and finish with Sacramento. That's the last game of the season. So that could be extremely interesting. But mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine. I mean, <clears throat> it would be the feel-good story of the year if if we did not get it, I guess, yes. for every other team. Yes. So um, I guess what I'm saying, the 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 Kings would also have to go 10-2 and two if okay. the Nuggets were 5-5. Five and five. So I mean, now is five and five possible? Sure, but that's also an amazing record for those teams. Like that's mm-hmm. like perfect basketball. Right. So um, teams that are not used to being there, not used to being in the postseason, and have so far shown a lot of flaws. And frankly, a lot Sacramento less so, but the Grizzlies a lot more flaws than the Nuggets. And yeah. um, Sacramento certainly has not been there. So we'll see, Noah. Uh, I think we're trying to arrange a special guest to talk about the. Um, I want to talk about these Bucks and the 76ers games. Yeah. And uh, huge implications uh, all around. Um, I will tell you, Noah, I th- I'm, I'm calling it now. 
think those are two Nuggets wins. Wins. So, um, all right, I'll hold you to that. And they, then we lose both Phoenix games. <laughs> they are home too, you know, Noah. So I, I still think the Nuggets are close to unbeatable at home, even though they've dropped two games. They're still like thirty and six. So, and just a one point, and I have to say this: this goes out to the people at Ball Arena. I've been watching these games. There just seems to be a different energy and atmosphere there. People yes. are reacting to like. Uh, bounce plays and deflections it feels like an actual basketball exciting environment so that shouts out to them yes um and it hasn't been like that and it hasn't been like that you know like even with these last two mvp seasons and everything else this team has put together there seems to be a a real difference in what's going on in that stadium and that's why i'm so excited for the playoffs hopefully we can get amount of people not from out of town to get shit Anyway, it's exciting. Yes. Everything's good. Yes, everything's good. And um, I I will say too, no, like the the growing knowledge of Jokic for the fan base is so good. Like mm-hmm. people would like get amazed about passes, but now it's like that's what they cl- are clapping for, right? right. They're not clapping about the AG dunk or anything. No. Like they are just like freaking Whoa. out about you, the Jokic pass. Yeah, yeah you yeah, hear yeah. the gasps and stuff. In the cra- it's like a soccer game when like somebody makes a good pass. You're like, what the fuck? These yeah. people know basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So um, shout out to the ball. That's that's a great point. And that's a, a great positive. I wanted to say to it for end. a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to them. And, and we're certainly part of it, but it's it's an atmosphere i haven't experienced in a long long time so, yes good and and i'll tell you too that we you know i went to that memphis game uh mm-hmm. and that was one of the most fun games i've been to ever i think and then since then it's been the opposite so i yeah. think the nuggets uh classic emotional letdown team had an emotional letdown two weeks so exactly uh, which is really good in the grand scheme of what this franchise is capable of in terms yep. of emotional letdown Jacob, I think you and I are great. I think the work we do for this team, this organization, and mm-hmm. various food stuff is so goddamn important. And yes. I hope people care about that. And we haven't brought up a stat in like a year. So um, yeah, I know. I was trying to. I try. No, I don't know. I think it's a positive. I have my things actual. I know. And I haven't had, you know, I'm not going to mention the 36% from three the Nuggets have been shooting in the last nope. five games. Why would I do that? Nope. Um, We're all vibes, baby. Vibes for sure. I test vibes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Rocky Jacob, anything, vibes. anything to plug? I do. There's a show at the Denver Comedy Underground this Thursday, March 23rd. Jacob and I and wife Miriam Moreno, uh, Jacob's wife, I should say, um, all all help produce, write, and uh, create it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's me plugging that. Jacob, do you have anything to plug? No, please go buy those tickets, denvercomedyunderground.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Follow us on Twitter at NuggetsPod and on Instagram at Chicken and the Nuggets. Real quick. Um, the Matt and Patrick um are doing a live podcast. Should we do a live podcast? I don't know. If anyone right. reaches out to us about doing a live podcast, we'll believe you and we'll do one. So or we'll do one with no audience members. Maybe that's funny. I think um, so. Yes. For I a think playoff. That's... That we could do that for a playoff thing. Pretty funny. Yes. Pretty funny. All right. Thanks, Jacob. Pretty You're the best. Funny. Go nuggets. You're the best. Go nuggets. Bye.